The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome back. It's a pleasure to be with you this evening. I want to invite you to go back and listen to some of our past shows. They have been incredible. Last week we had Shakti Gwain and we were speaking about living in the light and the week before that Clarissa Pinkola Estes, Untie the Strong Woman. Two very, very powerful shows and you can access all archives on the site whenever you need to or download them off of iTunes. In addition, I want to make an announcement and that is 1111 Magazine is being offered freely to you as a gift now. So go to the website, 1111mag.com. Allow yourself to receive this magazine and be supported in this amazing birthing that is taking place in 2012. The January-February issue is already up, has some incredible interviews, will really support you in moving forward in each and every step as you go through this journey. And the theme of that issue is about raising our voices. And that's such a powerful place to be, and it can mean so many things. So you can step into some of the beautiful articles by such wonderful people, such as Dr. Jean Houston and so many other exciting names, known and unknown, that have such great wisdom to allow us to have. Speaking of voice, I want to have you check in with yourself and see where your voice is when it comes to pleasure. Are you taking pleasure in your life? Are you discovering the spice of life and where your spirit and your music and your pleasure sit in your body? Have you tapped into your sacred alchemy? Well, let me give you a little taste of some sacred alchemy. Pleasure. I love pleasure, and I'm pleasurable. Pleasure, 
feminine archetypes or to touch the goddesses and discover what that means to us and through us. Aphrodite is one of many and Deva Haley Mitchell is a spiritual guide, public speaker and musician who offers the world wonderful soulful women programs and devotional music in support of feminine awakening. She founded and co-hosts the Inspiring Women's Summit, a virtual gathering of 55,000 participants from 160 countries. She also serves as the Chief Transformation Officer at the Shift Network, which she co-founded with her husband, Stephen Dynan. I'd like to welcome Deva Haley Mitchell to 1111 Talk Radio, and congratulations on your beautiful new CD entitled Sacred Alchemy. Well, thank you, Simran. I wasn't even expecting you to play the music right at the beginning, and especially that song, which is um, definitely one of the more provocative songs and, and one that was a stretch for me in making a lot of this whole album is about stretching ourselves and stepping into many of the different facets of the feminine, and some of them are really comfortable, and some of them are things that we're not as familiar with, as comfortable with, so uh, it's very interesting that you chose that to to open the show with today. Well, and the reason I did is because we get so caught up in the gloom and doom that we see around us, and so mm-hmm. often that journey of the soul can take us to the dark places and can take us to what's negative and painful that we have to heal, and, and sometimes it feels like work, but there's this whole side that is the play and the pleasure and the passion, and, and that's what I want to give to people tonight is some of that beauty and excitement that comes through when we dive into that journey of personal discovery, and it seems like you've done that through your own walk and through the gifts that you're bringing forward in the world in terms of your soulful women's uh, certifications, your CDs, just the way that you teach and what you speak about. Well, thank you. Thank you, Simran. And I think it's true. There, it's, I think most of our lives are this, this journey, as you said, b- between the dark and the light. I actually just ended up putting out a video a couple days ago that I, it was kind of accidental. I hadn't even planned on putting it out there because it's sharing about a, a more painful part of my journey and really talking about some of the, the failures that I've experienced. Um, in, in, I've had those in music. I've had those in other places, but it was something that I recorded really um, personally as as just an experiment and I my assistant was uploading it and it ended up going out on social media and what was so surprising to me 
was that, uh, that the response I got from that video has been way more powerful than, than most of the other pieces that I've put out there. And so I think there's also something about real authenticity and some, sometimes going into the light first requires us to be willing to go into the darkness, go through some painful experiences, go through some shadow material. And if we can hold the whole thing as part of our soul's curriculum, as part of the unfolding journey, as actual prerequisites to our success and our shining, our brightest light in the world, then it really creates a lot more room for all of us to be divinely human with all the failures and the, and the pains as well as the, the highest of the highs. And so that's well, really that's, been a lot of my journey, and, uh, and some of that is exhibited through the music as well. And that's where we truly meet people, eye-to-eye, soul-to-soul, is when we're willing to show who we have been, who we are. And who we are is not just that powerful divine self that that we all, you know, attain to discover, but it's first that self that has began deep in the ground that is waiting to blossom. And when we can touch another person with those stories and with those events and with the pain that we've gone through, it gives them the courage and the permission to also reveal themselves to us. And and you know a lot about that. I, I One thing I definitely wanted to talk about was you've come from a corporate background. You have a lot of skill and knowledge in that side of the world as well, yet you have this whole balanced side of the feminine and the artistic and the creative. And what was that like in discovering that other side, or have they always been there for you uh, in, in equal measure? Mm, well, that's a really interesting question. You know, I think as a young person, the the art side of me was very much alive, and I loved that and would always find that that's where I felt really alive and passionate and energized. But I came from a family that was, uh, my, fa- my dad was a businessman and, and, and an academic family, and I was always told that... Um, well, frankly, that I was too smart to be focused on these other kinds of things that really had no guarantee of success. And the fact that it brought me a lot of joy, my parents were supportive, but didn't want me to really pursue it as something serious. And also, I got the message at a pretty young age that I was talented, but not so talented as someone who would end up on Broadway. And because there wasn't, you know, my my name wasn't written in lights as a child, I was really encouraged to focus on on academics and focus on going towards the business realm. And so I, you know, I dabbled and I did little things here and there. And after one of those painful experiences where I uh, was wanting to prove myself, quite frankly, to a lot of my peers and my parents and everyone and, and decided to sing a song in my, at my graduation, right before graduation, my senior year of high school, where the whole thing really went poorly, and I, I hadn't practiced quite enough, and I just ended up getting thrown off track. And so, you know, at that moment, I totally stopped music and said, you know, they were right. This was not something I was meant to do, and I just gave it up for many, many years. And it wasn't until more recently when I actually was spending some time in India when I found myself chanting and doing these mantras and 
what was happening for me on a spiritual level was that my heart was opening. I was touching into these ecstatic places, and they were places that I wasn't having success reaching, you know, on my meditation cushion, and I couldn't seem to calm my mind. But then as I would be singing these songs and, and this music was coming through and I was singing along with other people in that, I would be having this this incredible experience. And so from this other angle of spiritual practice is really how I came back to music. And, you know, reluctantly, little by little, I've begun to take something that's really been a part of my my private spiritual practice and, you know, offer it first in my living room with friends and then in local stages and yoga studios and then more recently to really put out an album and be willing to be a imperfect but very passionate vehicle and vessel and to realize that it's really not so much about, you know, being the world's best singer or, you know, some perfect version, but to be willing to be humble enough to open myself as a vessel and let something come through and let other people share in that. And um, it's been a really, really beautiful journey. Well, isn't that the way that we, we work it? We have people tell us things about ourselves, and we really do create the situations to make ourselves believe that. And I have found so often those very things that we loved in childhood, mm-hmm. those are the things that our purpose sits in. Those are the things that our passion marinates in, and we have to go back into that well that's deep within us and find them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, and I think it's really, you know, it's about what I call becoming full spectrum. For me, some of the things that I've done, as you mentioned, being in corporate America and, you know, I've run different nonprofits and been a lot on the, on the administrative side and the business side of things, but it's really, it's not about an either or. For me, it's about how do we tap into all the different parts of ourselves and, and open to the fullness. I feel like my, my business background has served me so deeply in the work that I'm doing now and knowing how to, you know, run a business and look at spreadsheets and do the financial analysis piece, which is required to really run a successful business. But then that is not what has my heart singing and alive. I need to be doing some of these other things like the music or like the, the deep work we do with our Soulful Women's Program. And I want to talk more about that after this commercial break. I'm with Deva Haley Mitchell. She has just released Sacred Alchemy, which offers groundbreaking music with a transformational purpose to lead the listener into deep dimensions of the sacred feminine so they can explore and embrace these hidden aspects in themselves and help bring life back into balance. Sacred Alchemy introduces 13 facets of full-spectrum femininity with songs that evoke the archetypal energies of goddesses from the world's spiritual traditions. You can find out more about this at deva.com that's d-e-v-a-a.com if you'd like to listen to some clips of this go to deva.com forward slash sacred alchemy launch and you can find that on the deva.com website as well and you can also connect to deva at soulfulwomen.com and find out about her certification program we'll be right back with deva haley mitchell Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? 
Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. My guest, David Haley Mitchell, is a spiritual guide, public speaker, musician, and also teacher, offering the world Soulful Women programs. The Soulful Women, Women Wisdom School prepares participants to step out and play a bigger role in ushering in a new era based on the principles of love, peace, and co-creation, including with men. These classes combine the wisdom and depth of an ancient mystery school, deep inner work, and practical business skills one needs to deeply impact the world and enjoy a fulfilling and prosperous life in all areas. She has also released her debut album, Album, Sacred Alchemy, which offers groundbreaking music with a transformational purpose. Take another listen. I 
And this is another selection from the Sacred Alchemy album by Deva Haley Mitchell. You can find out more about that at deva.com forward slash Sacred Alchemy launch. Deva, I wanted to play that particular clip because so many of us do get caught up in the ego. And when we're trying to tap into that essential self, part of that means going into the places that we might not know about ourselves, gifts that we might need to literally uncover and birth. And you are such an expert at combining that spiritual side and that business leadership side, and you've done so well in doing that through the Shift Network, through the Soulful Wisdom School, the many things that you are creating in the world. Talk about how working with the archetypes is applied to leadership. Mm, I'm really glad that you chose that song, actually. It's one that I feel just, you know, really cuts to the core. And it's the, the archetype that is in that particular song. It's a song dedicated to Isis, who's an Egyptian goddess, a very fierce goddess, as, as I've uh, come to know her and experience her. But she is an embodiment of this archetype, which we call the initiator. And you could imagine the initiator as this very fierce energy. When we work with it, we often have, uh, we use the symbol of the sword and wielding this very heavy sword, and, but learning to, you know, cut away, cut away what no longer serves, to stand in our power, to stand in our truth, to be willing to use our voice to speak our truth to power. And it's, a, it's an aspect of the feminine that, that I, I talk about as the fierce feminine that some women are very comfortable with. I often think of someone like a Marianne Williamson, who to me seems very comfortable in that energy and can be very catalytic and galvanizing and rousing us out of you know, whatever slumber we might be in. But for many women, and this is true for me personally, it's been, it's an energy that is not as comfortable. And, you know, when, when we use it, we may not be very skillful in, in using that, that fierce feminine energy. And so we may, you know, cut someone's head off or we may get, you know, labeled with, with terms that are, are derogatory for standing in that aspect of ourselves. But it is a pretty important part to reclaim and to use with skillful means. And there's a difference because of between feminine and masculine energy because so many people in the corporate world or so many women today are so caught up in their masculine energy. And yeah. I think so much of corporate America is a bunch of men walking around enforcing their masculine energy and a bunch of women walking around enforcing their masculine energy. But this energy of ISIS is very different than that. Can you tell us the distinction? That's a really, that's a really great question. You know, I remember myself being in corporate America and much as you were talking about, I would try to, to hide my femininity. I remember often putting on glasses so people wouldn't you know, notice me, you know, whether I'm attractive or not attractive or my age and also, you know, would wear a, a pantsuit so that I would kind of hide the aspects of myself, pulling my hair back in a ponytail. And so much of what you're saying was true, and I was really learning how to act more like a man as opposed to bring in my feminine and have that be a welcome part of what was there. And this distinction of, um, you know, what's the masculine and what's the fierce feminine, it's, it's almost a different vibrational quality. It's, it's sometimes, I, I know how to feel it in my body, and yet it's, it's a, a little bit harder to describe in words. That's part of why I actually created this CD was to 
give people a an experience through music, from through vibration, to get to tap in and feel these different energies. What does it feel like in your body, as opposed to you know just hearing me talk about it? But the way that um, it lives in me is it's less it's less um, linear, I would say, and structured and goal oriented, but it does have a, like almost like I think of a lightning bolt, a lightning bolt kind of energy and power that is grounded from my center, that's not coming from the mind. That's one uh, big difference in how I experience it. It's not something that I'm thinking about, but it's tapping in with this energetic core that comes through me, like uh, a, a word that also comes is alignment, that I'm, that I'm totally aligned when I'm in this energy with my core, and I'm allowing my truth to come up from my belly and be spoken through me when I know that it's a truth that's either been asked for someone's asking me to speak that truth, or it's something that I really know is going to liberate, liberate energy, not something that I am doing from a mental agenda or because, because I have something I'm trying to achieve or, or prove, but it's really this, it comes from an energy of service and uh, from this very catalytic place in my own body. So a little bit hard I really to get, in I really words, get but I hope that I'm too. giving you a, a flavor of what I'm talking about. And I really get that as well because so often that masculine quality is that doing and fixing and trying to control something. And when I listen to your CD, which is absolutely beautiful, every single song is, when I listen to that, I get the sensuality in it, I get the femininity in it, but there is this wildfire that's in there mm-hmm. too. And that's, that's, I think, a lot of that fierceness that you're talking about, a lot of that coming from the core gut that you were speaking of, because it really just gets you to want to close your eyes and sway and move to the rhythms and the songs and the voices that you hear because it's calling forth a part within the person that's listening. And I think that could be for a man or a woman. I don't think this is just a, when we're talking feminine, we're not just talking female. We're talking that essence that exists in each and every individual, male and female. Yes, you've brought up so many great points. That's very true. You know, the, the masculine and the feminine are sides that live in all of us. So as a woman, I have a feminine side, but I also have a masculine side. And the same is true. Men have, you know, feminine sides. And oftentimes, you know, as, as women in this culture, we tend to have more developed masculine sides than, than men do have developed feminine sides as a general rule. Of course, there's real exceptions to that too. But I also feel a big part of the feminine is, as opposed to the masculine energy, which is a lot about doing, which you just said, Simran, it's about being willing to be a container and to hold this energy. So where that masculine kind of energy that would might be the fierce masculine might be showing up as a warrior in the world, as an example, someone who is really out there, you know, as a physical warrior or with the energy of the warrior, where that fierce feminine is more being willing to hold that energy and almost be a container for it. When I work in deep archetypal spaces and when my mentor, Ariel, who is the person, Ariel Spilsbury, who is the voice you heard at the very beginning of that song with her Mm. very cutting, cutting words, uh, what I've experienced is when we open up and we invite that energy, this initiator energy to come in, it's so powerful, like what you were saying, the word wildfire or lightning, that my whole body begins to shake and tremble, and it's almost like this, this 
larger-than-life force and being willing to just sit in it and hold it and then from that place... We work a lot with women in, in initiating them into these different energies. So I'll have a woman stand before me, and if she chooses, if I really can get clear of my whole ego mind, and she just she's asking me, you know, what do I see? What are the patterns in her that are not serving her anymore? And just allowing kind of this energy to rip through me, and for me lovingly, but to really... Um, share what I'm seeing from the deepest level of, you know, where are they stuck, what is still holding them, what needs to be cut away in the service of love that they can really stand in their fullness. And it's it's very, very intense to even experience that energy because it's so potent and it's so far away from the the way that we're we're conditioned, especially as women, to show up in the world. It's it's not uh, something I had ever experienced before I started working with the archetypes. Most definitely. It's all such powerful work, and when we're willing to look at the different spaces and places that are within us, we can discover that there's so much to understand, so much to know, and those feminine archetypes can exist there for us as guides, just as Deva Haley Mitchell has shown up right now to be a guide for you. I would like to invite you to go to her website, deva.com, that's D-E-V-A-A.com, and find out more about her blog, her Sacred Alchemy album, which you can uh, also find some other clips and things on, some different videos that you'll see there, and some of the courses that she offers. For the past 20 years, Deva has studied and experienced many systems of personal growth and spiritual development. She's finishing her doctoral work and will receive her uh, degree in 2012 after being ordained as interfaith minister by Chaplaincy Institute in 2005. In her former life, she was the founding executive director of the Full Circle Fund dedicated to building a new generation of civic leaders. In addition, she was awarded a fellowship from Fulbright Foundation and one is one of 26 contributors to a book called Radical Spirit, focusing on Gen X spiritual perspectives. She is now co-founder of the Shift Network and many wonderful programs that are offered through there. And you can find out more about one of those entitled The Inspiring Women's Summit by going to inspiringwomensummit.com. We'll be right back with Deva Haley Mitchell. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. A core part of Deva Haley Mitchell's path includes sacred music. She recently launched her first CD, Sacred Alchemy, an album with a transformational purpose to reawaken and liberate the many dimensions of the sacred feminine. Each song has a specific feel or texture to it, evoking the archetypal energies of different goddesses from the world's spiritual traditions. For example, the song Tara explores the softer yin aspects of compassion. Saraswati reveals the playful and creative energies of the muse. Shekinah offers the wisdom of the crone, and Aphrodite expresses the sensual pleasures of life. Take another listen from the opening song to Sacred Alchemy. the ancient mother. It is through allowing ourselves to dive deep within to call upon her, but to also well her up and find when we have to mother ourselves. How did you get into the work of the archetypes, Deva? Is it, was it your own personal journey and this was what allowed you to come through some of your dark spaces or was it something that uh, you discovered in a different way? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually was first exposed to this work through one of my mentors, a woman by the name of Arielle Spilsbury. And I have to say, I wasn't just on the face of it, someone who was so inspired and interested to learn about the archetypes. Frankly, I didn't really even understand what they were when I first started getting involved. But what I, what I did experience when sitting in Arielle's presence was a a space of depth and a level that the field the the field that we were sitting in together was was so rich and i could feel that there was a vastness 
in her being and in the circles that she was creating that I hadn't experienced elsewhere. And I really had in my heart this longing. I was longing to find a spiritual community that really met me in my depth, where all these different sides of myself had permission to show up, from the parts that are very silly and playful and ridiculous that's more like the muse energy to the parts of myself that really revel in beauty, that are opened by a sunset or by an exquisite flower or the, the sensual nature of being to the parts of myself that really wanted to go into the darkness and the stillness and the quiet. That is an archetype that I now work with called the Queen of Death. And I was just really hungry for, you know, I was part of lots of different spiritual communities, and I'd been a part of many, many different personal growth workshops. I, I think I took pretty much anything I could get my hands on for probably about 15 years. And there was a quality of beingness and of of connection with other women that I was longing for. And so when I found that, I started training with Ariel. And then at a certain point, she decided that she was going to go more into retirement. And so along with my teaching partner, Elaine Dowdy, we really were looking at how can we take the core of this work and make it accessible with a language that's, a, that's really accessible to a lot more people, to put it into, into virtual formats and doing it over the phone. You know, it's, it's really been a very locally based kind of practice. So if you lived in a location where there happened to be a circle happening from this particular lineage that's called the 13 moon lineage, then you could participate, but it really wasn't available to anyone externally. And also the way that it was presented was, was so mysterious, which is why it was called a mystery school, that a lot of people were not um, drawn in who, who probably had a lot of the same hungers and desires that I did. And so part of what's really beautiful about a, a mystery school or a wisdom school is that they evolve and they change and they develop through time. So what we've been doing is taking some of those core mystical practices and then marrying those, because it was very much inner work, but not as focused on how do we express that in the world? How do we bring what's happening in our deep inner world and who we're finding ourselves to be and what we're discovering about ourselves and, and what we're really here for on the deepest soul level? What is, what is our calling? Finding that and then really where Elaine and I have brought the work, which is what's happening in our, in our Soulful Women programs, is also connecting that with the business, with the marketing, with the structures, the public speaking experience, so that people can take those those core soul longings, desires, and then really pop them and birth them to the next level in the physical world and have some of the accountability and training and structures to really make that possible. Because I'm sure, you know, for you too, Simran, it's probably the case that to do the work that you feel most aligned with, that you're doing now in the world, it's not something that you could look on your local Craigslist and find a, you know, a job, a job opportunity doing what you do. Most of us are having to become entrepreneurs because, you know, what, what's our truth and what we're being called into is not something that's really existed in the, in the traditional job market or the structures that have been present for us. And I think that's why you're such a powerful presence on the planet right now because you are being that example of someone who's taking this realm of 
personal growth, development, spirituality, self-realization, and you're adding that business component, that technical side that so many people in this work feel so afraid of or are not allowing themselves to tap into. And the world is becoming smaller and smaller with the way that we can reach out and touch other people that it's required now that if if we really want to allow ourselves to have that voice go out, that we tap into that, not necessarily for the sake of really saving others, but for maybe experiencing ourselves and continuing to learn and grow in ways that we are not growing or not uh, allowing ourselves to find the gifts until we really do it. If, do you get what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's that's really the journey. And as as you're, you're speaking, many of the the people who are being called, who are awakening in different kind of ways, are really reluctant. They don't necessarily have the tools. That's not their background. That's not their training. And the beautiful thing is that you know none of us have to do it alone anymore. Part of it is really finding out, you know, what are your unique gifts and skills, and then determining how can you build a team of other people who that piece that you really don't want to do is someone else's dream and joy. You know, it's been wonderful for me. I have been someone that's worn a lot of different hats and have many different kinds of skills, but to really hone in on, wow, what are the pieces where I can make my highest contribution, and then what are the pieces that someone else would love to do, and it's not always like this in the beginning. I mean, the the honest truth is, for many of us, in the beginning, we are doing everything. We're rolling up our sleeves. We're the visionaries. We're the person updating our own databases, and, and we're doing all those different things. And so to have an understanding of how to do that is important. But then as we continue to grow and blossom and are having a wider reach and can bring in some other support people to really look at, you know, what are, what are those pieces that I need? How do I manage them all effectively? Who else do I want to collaborate with? And I think that's one of the really beautiful gifts of the feminine is I see so many women now who are teaching together, who are offering programs together, and though I can do them on my own, and I do, I also find that I get a lot more energy, and it's a lot more fun for me when I am teaching in partnership with others or offering programs where I have someone else to brainstorm with, bounce ideas off of, and there's a synergy that's greater when Elaine and I teach together. I feel like there's there's more than one plus one in the picture. It's like this whole other energy where we're riffing off each other and where there's a mystery that enters in. And that would be true if, you know, we had a third person or as long as the dynamics are right and as long as you're willing to do the work with each of the, the people that you're engaging with, I think many of us, talk about, oh, we should all be collaborating and, you know, why aren't we helping each other more? But I think that what is not talked about, the kind of elephant in the room, is that it's often challenging to collaborate and you really have to be willing to put in the time to really align your values, your incentives, and, you know, that is part of the work, too, to see, okay, wow, we want to collaborate. There's clashes. There's things that happen. How do we open, breathe through those, and use that as an opportunity to say, okay, where is my own material getting stirred up? Where am I feeling threatened? Where am I feeling, you know, whatever might be the case. That's part of, you know, walking the talk is doing the work along the way to make those those partnerships really effective for everyone involved. 
And you do that quite effectively with your uh, husband, Stephen Dynan, and co-founding the Shift Network. We had Barbara Marks Hubbard on in the past few weeks, and I know that there's a lot of programs going on right now with her in the birthing of 2012. So that is such a wonderful example and also community in which people are coming together, utilizing their gifts, but yet that that business, that technical side is is being illustrated so that people can uh, be a part of it or learn and grow from it and, and leap from that place as well. Yes, I think that's very true. And with all these different things, you spoke about Steve and my husband, and we used to have a practice being together, and we would take eight hours once a week. We would take a day where we would really focus on going deep with each other and doing whatever needed to be done to clear the path between ourselves in order to be, you know, fully connected and have that energy flow. And so behind any really functional partnership, I think, is people who are willing to put in the time and the energy with each other because the more deeply you collaborate, the more those kinks come up. And so oftentimes... Um, Stephen will go and spend a day with Barbara, and they actually have a very smooth and beautiful working relationship, but, you know, deepening in with, with each other. Where are the places where they're really aligned? Where are the places they're seeing things differently? And how can they, you know, hold the space to deeply listen and see what is the other person saying? And then, you know, when the, the difficulties come up, as, you know, happens between a husband and wife to be, you know, willing to sit down and really take however long, and sometimes it's many hours to really get back on the same page and keep our hearts open so those creative juices can be flowing because at times if you're too powerful and strongly opinionated people like Stephen and I both are, you know, it, it takes some finessing sometimes to really come back to, okay, how can we really honor the gifts of each other? And I feel like that's just part of the work that we've got to be willing to do at this day and age in order to bring forward the shift that's, that's happening through each of us. But, you know, we're our own, our own worst enemies in that in terms of the little ego that wants to control or have things our way. At the end of the day, we each just need to end up looking in the mirror and seeing who it is we've been, where we're going, and what it is that we still need to heal on the inside. And whether that is in partnership with other people or just in our own soulful journey with ourselves, that mirror work is so important. My guest today is Deva Haley Mitchell, a spiritual guide, public speaker, and musician, offering soulful women programs and devotional music in support of feminine awakening. She founded and co-hosts the Inspiring Women Summit, a virtual gathering of 55,000 participants from 160 countries. She has released her debut album, Sacred Alchemy, and is offering groundbreaking music that is touching hearts and transforming individuals, allowing listeners to touch deeper dimensions of the sacred feminine. You can connect with Deva at deva.com, D-E-V-A-A.com. You can find out more about her certification program at soulfulwomen.com, and you can also tap into the Inspiring Women Summit by going to inspiringwomensummit.com. We'll be right back with Deva Haley Mitchell. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 
11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine, order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Once again, I'd like to invite you to partake in 1111 Magazine for 2012. I'm offering all issues, archived and all 2012 issues, freely so that individuals have the information that they need to go step-by-step through their own personal growth. There are some amazing interviews by many of the leading voices, speakers, change agents of our time, along with great wisdom from some beautiful authors, artists, and uh, also some articles on food and travel. So definitely take part and go to 1111mag.com. Get your free subscription today and get involved with the 1111 Magazine community. The last segment, we played a clip from David Haley Mitchell's new album entitled Sacred Alchemy, and the song was about the Great Mother, which has to do with feeding the feminine first, and it is allowing ourselves to deeply nurture that feminine side, because when we do that, we start our day off with joy, and who we are is that essence of joy. When you talk about feeding the feminine's First, feeding the Feminine First, Deva. Um, tell us a little bit about that, and if you could take us through a practice that you have called Joy Breathing. I'd love for people to experience something as they uh, end the show. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, for me, this concept is really in the title, Feeding the Feminine First, and that means for me at the beginning of every day to really do something that feeds this feminine side before you do anything else, before you get on your computer and check your email, before you start getting into the busyness of your day, to take that time to to ask yourself, what would bring me deep joy? What would really feed this part of myself that maybe doesn't have as much space in for what most of us is a very busy and full life? So often for me that looks like taking a shower very, very um, leisurely in the morning and taking the time to apply, say, coconut oil all over my body and really to, to enjoy the smell of that, to just enjoy the sensation of the oil touching my skin. 
when it's sunny out, I will often spend time right in the beginning of the day, even just a few minutes walking outside, looking in my garden, noticing what new buds there are, what's beginning to open, what plants are alive and growing. It's different for every person. You know, for me also, I love to wake up without an alarm clock and just really let my body have the sleep that's required. Or doing an exercise like this one that I'll lead right now, which is called joy breathing. And you'll notice it's a very, very simple exercise. And this can be done in the morning. It could be done any time in the day and can bring you back very quickly to this place of centeredness and openness. So... Instead of talking about it, I'm just going to invite you into it. So if you're in a space right now where you can close your eyes, not if you're driving, but if you are not driving and can close your eyes, I'd invite you to do that and beginning to slow down your breathing. So I'm putting a hand on my belly and you can do that to begin to focus your awareness and your intention there or you may choose your heart whatever feels like your center. I'm just starting by slowing down the breathing. And now into your mind's eye, bringing the memory of a time in your life or an experience in your life when you felt great joy. And you can just feel that if it's hard to imagine it. Just allow yourself to feel the feeling of joy. And on every in-breath, just allowing yourself to imagine from the center this joy expanding. Expanding to fill your whole body. Seeing if there's a color, like a colored light, that is the color of joy for you. Allowing yourself to imagine that colored light filling your body more and more with every in-breath. And on the out-breath, you can let go of anything that is other than the frequency of this joy. Just allowing that joy to go all the way till it fills up your whole body and then spills into the environment right around you. And now perhaps imagining somewhere you want to send this energy of joy. Could be someone in your life that you know is having a hard time right now could be a part of the world that you know is a bit troubled. Or it could even be a part of your own body that is needing some additional healing. Just as you imagine it with your mind, knowing the energy follows. Just breathing it all the way to the tips of your toes and out to that place in time, to that being, that place in the world where you're sending your joy. 
now allowing yourself to stay connected to this energy of joy, but now opening your eyes. Can you stay in your own inner experience of joy now while you are in the world? Looking around whatever room you're in. Maybe even moving your body, just allowing yourself to move. How does it feel to really move this joy? How would joy move through my body? How would joy walk across the room? How would I joyfully pick up this object? Hmm. And as we close this practice, just seeing if you can extend that for longer and longer periods of time, holding that space of joy, and then just coming back to it repeatedly throughout your day when, uh, when you feel like you've lost that connection. Oh, that's wonderful, Deva. Thank you so much for taking us through the joy breathing process and allowing us to end this show as wonderfully and as joyfully and as pleasurably as we began it. I invite you to connect with Deva Haley Mitchell at deva.com, D-E-V-A-A.com. Allow yourself to order your own copy of Sacred Alchemy and kindle the wildfire that is initiating the sacred alchemy in your own life that can create that sacred change that you're looking for. Allow yourself to tap into that music that really will allow your spirit to dance and your soul set on fire. Thank you, Deva Haley Mitchell, for being on 1111 Talk Radio. I look forward to being with you next week. My guest is Steve Ulsher, and we have a wonderful lineup throughout the end of the year, ending with a fabulous show with Alea Deo and setting the intentions and prayers, calling in the Ascended Masters and all the beings that we need to allow 2012 to be the most powerful year yet. Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.